Welcome back to another episode of Rec Talk. So today we have the young entrepreneur Mike from uh, Ray Sessions. Mike, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? All good, mate. All good. Yeah, Still recovering from my uh, from my cough. People keep making a big deal about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was on the phone earlier and somebody's like, oh, you really haven't recovered from that coffee, have you? I was like, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. You've had a cough for most of the time I've known you. Has you come back from China? <laughs> yeah, honestly. He barked at a client once as well. Wow. He, was trying to, he, he was trying to hold in a cough while talking to her and then like he was sort of, yeah, and the thing was, <laughs> <laughs> she was sort of like, did yeah. you just bark at me? Yeah. No, what, what had actually happened in that situation was I had a peanut uh, stuck in my tooth uh, yeah. and mm. then I finally got it out. But when I got it out, I breathed at the same time so it hit the back of my throat. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, mad tangent. Gross. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mike, look, obviously, young entrepreneur, successful uh, business person. Um we we kind of really wanted to tap into um, mm. what young people get motivated by and and how they see success and what what defines their success. So I mean, how, how long have you been doing race sessions for? First of all, I'd say thank you for inviting me for the podcast. You know, oh, it's, no, it's a great welcome. pleasure. I give you a time. Great pleasure to be able to talk to you guys about such things. And um, yeah, so race sessions. I've been doing it for four years now. I think. I initially started it um, around November 2018. That's mm-hmm. when we designed the logo, mm-hmm. but properly started running it from like 2019, the beginning of 2019. So over four years now, four and a bit. Mm. Okay. So you were quite young then when you set that up. Yeah, I was still at uni. That's actually my final major project. So, right, yeah. so this was a uni project to start with. Okay. And it went so well, I would be a fool not to continue it, you know. Yeah, you know yeah. when you see traction, you just continue. And then, you know, with growth, consistency goes... It's like when you plant a seed, you don't expect the flower to or a tree to grow out of it. Next, they do. Well, that's but that's the interesting thing about working with with young people at the moment, though, because our our version of it is being a little bit longer in the tooth. Mm -hmm. That they almost want to see success overnight. Yeah, overnight. Instant gratification, right? And some of it can be put down to to social media and uh, (coughs) the the instant hits. That's yeah, that's one. (laughs) The instant hits of like likes and and kind of the dopamine hits that they get from from social media. But what, what, what are your experiences? Because you obviously work with a lot of young artists and a lot of young mm-hmm. people. What, what, what motivates them? Well, it's a, it's a very broad question, what motivates them? Because I don't treat people as them. I treat everybody as who they are. As a you. And yeah. as, a, as a you. Mm-hmm. And everybody has different factors which drive to motivate them, you know? Because, for example, you may want to become like a Formula One driver. You, for example, want to become a world best-selling author. So the factors that motivate you are different to your journey, for example. And that's the same way every single young person got their own path. And it doesn't necessarily that they all fall under one umbrella. But that's a really key point, though, isn't it? Because I think certainly our generation, when we were coming up, most of us were motivated by the same things. So mm-hmm. actually the people that were kind of mentoring us and motivating us, mm-hmm. it was very easy to be able to speak to an entire room full of, you know, 20-something-year-old millennials and be like, mm-hmm. right, guys, you know, the, these are the steps that you need to take to become successful and blah, 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 because we were all kind of looking for the same thing. And what you're saying there really makes a, like a key point, which is actually there's so many different Variables. kind of metrics of success for different people that if you're trying to find a sweeping kind of right how do I motivate Gen Z and then go <laughs> oh it's not fucking working well it's because you're trying to do it all with the same brush and that's yeah. probably where you might be going wrong that's it so, okay. <coughs> but I suppose our influence was was different as well though because if you think about the music that we used to listen to was look how much money I've made 
the the films that we used to watch were all driven by look how successful we are the the nuclear family the mm. the mm. I've got a house I've got a car or I've got this I'm, I'm a successful person based on financial metrics yeah the the mentors that we had were like no no you need to buy a house you need to do this you need to yeah do we that. always had our story written out for us didn't we like, mm. like yeah look, we had, we had this conversation like the other, literally the other day um like Theo Vaughn think is a hilarious comedian but he said something on his podcast that was like properly stuck with me because he was like he's like I don't feel like I'm living I feel like I'm just doing a to-do list Mm. but I don't know whose to-do list it is because it fucking ain't mine. Like, I don't want to be doing these things. Mm. And then we look at it and you're like, yeah, that's all, that's kind of, a lot of our generation has got really disconnected because they're sort of like, well, I did the got married, had kids, got a car, bought a what house, house, started a business, but I still feel like, oh, like what am I doing? Yeah, mm. something's missing. So maybe the, the the Gen Z guys have got it right in that they're, they're more focused on themselves and their dreams and aspirations so generally what are the trends and what kind of people are, 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 the, the 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 younger artists and stuff that you're working with what are they looking for what are they motivated by that's three you know i thought you guys touched upon very important things and uh i'd really like to find out before i answered that yeah like what are the factors that you know were motivating you earlier on you know when you said Mark, this is our podcast mate we yeah. asked the questions so i bought my uh, my first property um when i was 19 okay because the lady next door was selling and my mom went oh you've been working and saved up a bit of cash i'll match it if there's a deposit there let's buy the next door house and i've just gone yeah okay like that's what you're supposed to do isn't it you're supposed to buy a house wow. and like didn't think anything of it just yeah, fine, no worries. And we put a tenant in there and every now and then it cost me a couple of hundred quid out of my my, my sort of work money that I'd mm. make. Um and didn't think anything of it. Mm. But I bought that house not because I wanted to get on the property ladder and I wanted to start a property portfolio, but literally because my mum was like, You should buy a house and I'm like, Okay mum. So it's not your passion. Yeah, well it wasn't at the time, but mm. it's become my passion over time, right? Well, Has it become that, your passion because Yeah, you're because in it. it was instilled, right? Yeah. yeah, because it was instilled, because I was given that sort of step up. Um, because again, there's there's like my nephews and and my siblings who I grew up with and stuff, who aren't on the property ladder yet because they didn't get that step up from mm. their parents and stuff. The way my mum was just like, no, we're doing this. You, mm. like, I don't care what you say. That I'm not going to get a mortgage in my name at my age, so I need you on the mortgage anyway. Mm. So come out of high water, you're going along, right? Um, so that that kind of started that off. The only thing I knew for sure was I want to work for myself one day. Right, that was the only thing I was ever motivated by. Um, what I wanted to do, no idea. What skill sets I had, no idea. Because I was just in my mind, way too immature and stuff. And I was like, let me go and, you know, do a few different jobs and shit like mm. that. And figure out where few, I, few. Where, yeah, figure a few, few uh, a few dozen bakers, dozen <laughs> worth of jobs. Um, and and yeah, but that the only thing I knew was I'm going to eventually work for myself. And then I'd pick careers that I was sort of like. Like I nearly opened a mobile phone shop. Mm -hmm. wow. um, like literally had the lease signed and everything. And then right at the end was just like, yeah, an nah, bug this can't be asked. I don't want to sit in the shop mm -hmm. all day long. But, um, and then I nearly went self-employed mm -hmm. as a financial advisor until I saw the amount of research and the books and the exams I had to pass, which I was like, nah, mm -hmm. bung that, I ain't doing that. And it was only, well, I fell into recruitment. I was like, ah, oh, I could do this for myself. This seems like a pretty easy thing to do. I was wrong. It wasn't like, <laughs> you know, we did that. But the things that motivated me like, were literally just, I want to work for myself and I want to earn some money so that I can buy a bigger house and a nicer car. That was it. So I'm so glad you answered it in such a, such a way that you did. So now I've got, I've grasped the understanding of it. And, you know, let me tell you, what motivates 
you know, the young generation right now, well, including myself, even though I'm not as young as some of the people that I work with. You're still definitely in that. Yeah, well, yeah, 100%. In, in, in that demo though, you yeah. know, It's not so different as you'd think, but the only things that changed is the way we perceive things. Technology, that's kind of shape-shifted everything, you know, because people like get, I'd say, hypnotized with the idea why work for 10 years to get from A to B where you could just, you know, get a line, start trapping, and then, you know, within about two months, you're going to get yourself a house, a big car, you're going to have girls all on you. And these are the things that, you know, make a young person be like, should I say the long route or the cool route? But why, okay, but why is it that they're taking the shortcut? To because it's not it's it's not success. We were literally talking about kind of people who fall into that lifestyle recently. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and That's five, four actually. <laughs> um, but we were talking recently about about people who fall into that lifestyle. Yeah. And we it was it was your mate weren't it that you were saying who was just like he's got the fancy car he's got mm. the the kind of the mm. cash but actually he's looking over his shoulder every single day. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, Curtain twitching. That's it. But that's the stuff that you don't see, right? No, exactly. From, if, you're, if I'm a young, impressionable 20-something and I see the... Somebody my age coming in yeah, with a, a yeah, brand yeah, new yeah, Merc yeah, or a yeah, BMW uh, or Yeah, he's, he's driving around in a flashy car, he's got cash in his bank, in his pocket, he's flashing it, you know, he's got all the latest gear on. And then I see the other guy that's like, oh, fucking hell, shit, it's at the time already. Kids, get in the car, get in the car, come on, come on, come on. I know which life I'm looking at going, that's what I want to do. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy <laughs> worrying about the school and what time it is the and shouting is, kids in the street. <clears throat> Your stress is a surface level when you're doing it the right way. Mm. Whereas your, yeah, your yeah, stresses yeah. are yeah. way deeper if if you're if you're doing it the shortcut. But that's way. not always communicated either, is it? That's, that's no. The but issue. the question is, why do they choose to go that way, though? Well, I thought a lot to do with it is the influence from the culture, the music, social media, and narratives <laughs> that's in movies mm-hmm. and the popular but that's, shows. But that's always been the the, the the way that, Mike. If you if you go back to music and how it's influenced people, you've mm. got like NWA when they first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That that was, they've always been. Yeah, they've always been chastised. Yeah. Like like generally speaking, hip hop and and kind of yeah. that 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 culture has always been chastised. Even up until recently, when drill music was was spoken about being banned and stuff like that. Mm. But <clears throat> today's today's young people. We, we we grew up on on kind of nineties and noughties hip hop and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But that never compelled me to want to go out and be a gangster. I I listened to the music, I enjoyed listening to people's stories, but I, it never made me think. No, 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 do you know what I want to do? I want to go be a gangster. We watched Scarface and Goodfellas and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't as accessible either, though. <laughs> like to, you know, right right now, if I'm a if I'm a teen, all I need is a TikTok account or a Snapchat account. And I'm going to be bombarded with messages. Mm. I mean, bombarded with people being like, look at how much fucking cash I've got. Do you want some of this? Do you want to get in on this? You know, we didn't have that, right? We we had a very different upbringing. We had youth clubs for starters. Yeah. These guys don't have youth clubs. They're sitting around on the streets and stuff and they're getting trapped into this. Like, yeah, just oh, take this bag, chuck it over there. And oh, here's some fancy shoes. Here's some fucking, here's a nice, yeah. this, that and the other. And- and the parents are struggling that much because I hate what well, one thing I hate is all oh, the parents need to do more. The parents need to do more. Some of these parents are running two jobs. No, these, some to... of these parents ain't got a clue what the kids are doing because they're so no busy clue. trying to keep a roof over their head and food on the plate. That's their priority. Very true. And as a parent, that they're like they're two of your core responsibilities. You know, 
tucking your kid at, into bed at night and reading them a story is a nice to have, not a, not a necessity anymore. You know, the, the, the necessities are I need to put food on the plate and I need to keep a roof over their heads. So they're not going to keep an eye on what they're doing. And so, then that's so, how a lot of these young kids start getting, start looking at this lifestyle and like the, the you know. But then are they motivated by money then? Because would that not make them motivated by the same things that we were motivated by? No, because we were motivated by money to use that money as a vehicle to buy that nice car or, you know, that house or whatever. But that's what these guys are doing, aren't they? No, because... If you're not buying it, so if you're... If you're it's, if the, I, it's the it, same goal, If I'm a 20-something-year-old now, like, so are you a homeowner? Not yet. Not yet. When, in, when do you think you'll be in a position to buy your first home? And speaking in retrospect... Two years, no more than two years. Yeah. So no. that would put you... But how long have you been trying to... Like, how long have you been... Uh, has that has that goal been? <laughs> it's for a long time. And I'll be mm. honest with you guys, like... And that's why I feel the key theme, because the topic, great, fantastic. And we're really getting there. We're touching the surface, yeah. But the reality is it's all about understanding the environments some of the young people in question are coming from. Mm -hmm. Like... What areas are they? Like, how much income do their families make? Have they got access to actual money? Or as money has always been, the barrier that they can't break through. Because if money is an issue, then that's when you're thinking, ah, what can I do to bring money in right now? Because mm -hmm. nobody wants to do any bad things in reality. Everybody wants to be a good person. I mean, that's what I believe. It's just sometimes the environment pushes you towards certain things and, you know, under pressure, you fold and you make the wrong choice. As you say, for example, for short-term gratification, instead of like a longer goal. Because people's, I think one of the important things is, is to acknowledge that people's attention span has become shorter and shorter over time in the new, in the new age, right? In the information age we live in right now. Yeah. So what does that mean? A year is a long time. Oh, it's a long time. To us, it wasn't, right? A year was like, oh, a year's worth of savings, I'll have a deposit. Me a long, year is like a, a decade to the younger generation. If not more, it's I've impossible. Yeah. Because there's platforms like, you know, for at the start it was like Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then Snapchat was like 10 seconds. You're and too now, young, yeah. but before that there was MySpace. Oh, yes. MySpace, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, Vine, Vine started it, right? Seven second videos. Yeah. In seven seconds, you got to capture your audience. Do something stupid, do something funny, do something engaging. Yeah. And you'd blow up. And your people it. people like the the Paul brothers and stuff made a killing off that. Why? Because they were able to do that in that seven seconds. But whilst that was happening, you were also training the minds of, of your audience That's to it. only want and like gain seven seconds worth of information and call that like depth. We can't even we can't even tolerate a five second advert now. No. <laughs> Think about when you used to watch terrestrial TV as a kid, right? <coughs> you'd have mm -hmm. you'd have ten minutes of a TV show and then a five minute um, ad, ad break, break. right? Mm -hmm. Now on your phone you can't tolerate five seconds of of an advert. Yeah. There have been times where when Facebook first did the reels, when I would see an advert and I just flick straight through. I'm, like, I'm not watching this now because you've shown me an advert. Mm -hmm. Facebook never used to show me adverts. Now it's showing me an advert, so I'm going to flick through. But now we, we kind of started to accept it because they're now bringing in ten second adverts mm -hmm. or That's two it. adverts at a time. But the I guess the point. The point is more along the lines of why can't these guys see or, or the, these young people see a a longer term goal? Why can't they? Why is it so hard for them to 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 think 12, 18, 24 months, even 10 years down the road? Because, like I mentioned, the environment is the key. And 
for example, if someone comes from a rough, tough, well, not rough, tough environment when it comes financially, right? You're seeing, imagine um, they're not a nuclear family, first of all, yeah? Mm-hmm. Imagine you live in like a low-income area, like, for example, Hillfields, right? And you are also an immigrant, right? And you see your mum doing two jobs just to cover rent, yeah, right? And you're left on your own all day long. You step outside and what do you see? Yeah. And what, what, how's that going to influence you? And then right now, in 2023 in UK, what's one of the most popular TV shows like yeah, that yeah, came out yeah, recently? Yeah, yeah, Top Boy, yeah. There you go. And what does that show? My mum went to Married at First Sight. Right, Beebs? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like... No, no, but you, you, yeah, you're bang on. You're, you're absolutely bang on. Like, there, there's... there's from, from, look, from, from a sort of the privileged situation where we sit and look out... It's very easy for us to be like, oh, it's a lost generation. This generation's gone bad. I mean, we're, we're talking, we're, what, two days removed from uh, the kid in Croydon who's, like, stabbed that girl in the neck uh, because like, cause her mate rejected some flowers or some shit like that. I heard about it. That's yeah, crazy. It's fucking nuts, right? That sort of stuff wouldn't, wouldn't have, like, just wouldn't even be conceived when we were sort of that age, right? And it's very easy for me just to sit here and be like, oh, lost generation, lost generation. But you, there's, there's a lot more to it. Oh, no. it's it's very very deep because these days, obviously, if we're to touch up like the relationship side of things, where people communicating with one another, like back in the day when I was growing up, you know, I was in secondary school, and then and even when I went uni, so that's like five six years ago now. Yeah, it was normal to like, for example, talk to people on the street, like, "Oh, you're right," kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But now people got their guards up at night. <clears throat> now it's like. You talking to me? Like, what the hell are you yeah. doing? Why are you invading my privacy? Well, Why are you invading thing, yeah. my space? Uh, every everyone's everyone's a, a, a anxious. A, a, yeah, but it's a confrontation, isn't it? Yeah, you can't strike up a conversation without without it being, being a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Why it does get awkward, doesn't it, Beebs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I suppose then the issue then you have is that like you you take that into the working world, right? So you have got the um, this sub 25 year old that's grown up in this sort of environment that has these outside influences and struggles mm-hmm. and then tries to go do you know no, no, i'm gonna i'm gonna buckle down buckle down gets himself or herself an office job and comes in and they're seeing everybody's all happy jovial they're all driving their cars talking about their mortgages and their gardening and all the rest of it and you just can't relate to that and you're sat there and you're just like this ain't me this i just i don't feel right in this environment right um, and then business owners like us would be like, hey, it just doesn't quite fit in this person or something's, something's amiss or, you know, do you know what I mean? It's almost like because there's that much of a disconnect between what our lives are like and what some of these, and I say some, a majority of the young people are going through at the minute, we almost find it hard to empathise or, or like... Well, there's almost nothing in common. ourselves in those, mm. in that, yeah. yeah. It's just, oh, well, I'll just leave it at the door. I mean, how many times <laughs> do we used to get told that? We we both came from phone shops and uh, we, we we I mean, in the back you'd have a mirror on the door that would take you onto the shop floor and it'd just be like fix your smile and leave your shit here sort of mm. thing literally just like yeah you no know, when you're on the shop floor you're Direct. smiling and like mm-hmm. none of your problems exist because that was the mentality then whereas now we're a lot more kind of you no know, talk about your problems mental health is more on people's mind and people are a lot more open about it but then has that then bled into People are just constantly depressed now because they're openly talking about how sad they are. I think that no, but I think you, you, you're right, Mike. In that the environment plays a massive factor in that, right? We we come up where social media didn't exist. So for those people yeah. who didn't have a great time at school or 
or kind of were, were victims of bullying, that bullying stopped when, once you left school. Yeah. Now, it doesn't. It, it, doesn't. it yeah. carries on through social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you go on to things like, what do they do when they, when they even go outside? We used to play football at the park when mm-hmm. we go to youth clubs or we'd be allowed to go to a friend's house and we'd, we'd sit there, <coughs> play PlayStation or six times, uh, play PlayStation or do whatever we wanted to do because you were welcomed into, into each other's homes and, and that sort of stuff, right? There, and, but there was a lot more to do. Yeah, now, community was a bigger part, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah of course it is. Like when we, I, I remember me and my cousin were playing in, in my nan's back garden, right? And playing football, the ball ended up hitting the neighbour's door, right? To this day, I maintain that the window was already broken, right? But <laughs> the, the, the ball hit the window and um, she came out and she gave us a bollocking. Now... If today one of the neighbours bollocked my kids, yeah. I'd be like, don't talk to my kids like that. Whereas before, it'd be like, fucking hell, the neighbours are telling me off. I better be good because they're going to go tell my mum and dad now. Mm-hmm. And, and the, <laughs> You literally hit the nail on the hammer, mate. But it's, it's true though, isn't it? Because now we don't, we don't allow kind of outside interference and all that sort of stuff mm. but the, because the community piece is gone. Yeah, everyone's against us. That's the mentality. Everyone's mm. against me. No one's here to help. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah everyone's out for it's, themselves. It's a tough one. Is it is a tough one. <coughs> so, but, so you're you're obviously <coughs> you you've you you started off this um, project at uni. Thought fucking hell, actually, there's some legs here. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of weird and wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you getting them to leave the the leave the street outside? You know, if you're you're coming into the studio. You're coming in to make music, or we're going to go off and we're going to record a video and all the rest of it. How are you stopping these guys from from like beefing with each other or having issues in your studio? Do you know what I mean? So first of all, like you know, it's very difficult to be able to control an individual that's controlled by external factors that are very very strong. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only safety measures that I could take put in place to provide a safe space for everyone that's involved. So first of all, you know, um, we lock the doors during sessions. So therefore there could be no external interference. And also, you know, we encourage people that whatever you got going on outside, that's outside. Inside, it's like a safe haven where you could offload. Hence we have a um, shoes off, slides on policy in the studio. So you take your shoes off, you put the slides on, so you become more comfortable. And then you could, you know, focus on expressing because music is all about expression. Mm -hmm. And if you come for a session and you're constantly stressed, it impacts your expression. So these are the little things that we do. But in reality, other than that, there's not much I can do because for example, if you are, you know, gang affiliated for example whatnot, but you just come to use the studio for example to, just to record your thing and then you're recording whatnot the message you know from a business perspective it's not good if I tell you oh sorry mate you can't do, you, you can't say this because then you're going to just leave and where does the money come into my pocket it doesn't does it mm-hmm. so you know so you got to make the tough decision of, of yeah. do you, you got to balance yeah you got to balance it out then, at you? the end yeah. of the day you got to think about kind of the, the revenue coming into the business but at the same time you don't want 100% because the reality is everything's so expensive nowadays and not a lot of people can afford you know to pursue their passions mm-hmm. so and considering you know it's not easy to get grants and funding so it's hard to say no to work that comes in, yeah. but no, that's fair. it's very clear. And do you think that's the same for, for most young people then? 
and and is that why then they fall into kind of the bad habits and the and the easy money because it's too hard to say no to to money that's gonna that that, that can potentially be coming in. You know, that's different. I'd like to say that the reason why they do that, obviously, it's all individual factors first mm -hmm. of all. But I think the key is to understand that a lot of these young people nowadays, first of all, they don't know who they are. You know, they all create multiple layers of who they want you to perceive. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's exclusive yeah. to this generation, though. I mean, that's that's gone on for years. Absolutely, decade like for for generations. True. Oh, I mean, I don't know who I was at seventeen, eighteen, which I find fascinating because at eighteen years old, I could mm. go to the student loans company, and I could go, I want to do a, a degree in whatever. Yeah. And they'll be like, Yeah, no worries. At the time, it was like three thousand six hundred quid for the term, uh, for each year at uni. So they'll give me a student loan for nine on twelve grand. And then a maintenance loan as well to pay for my accommodation, mm. and then this and that and that, and I come out of uni with a degree in a in a subject that really is meaningless, mm. and um, about twenty five to thirty grand's worth of That's debt, it. Mm. right? But if I go to a financier, whoever, a bank, a investor, loans company investor, yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. as an eighteen year old, and say, right, I have this idea. Um, this is how I'm going to make money. This is what I'm going to do. These are the different avenues of revenue that I've come up with. I'd like a £30,000 loan. They laugh you out of the building. <laughs> they will not even let you in, mate. No, but you hate, do you know what I mean? Right? And that, I find that fascinating because... Yeah. You, young people you, don't get taken seriously in business. No, they don't. No, no. no, absolutely. You will absolutely send them off to uni and dump them in a load of debt and be like, oh, yeah, when, when, when you get a job, like a big boy, you can pay that back out of your wages. But you go to... You go as a young... As an as, as a 18 to 20-year-old going to a bank and say... I'd like a business loan, please. Here's my business concept and my business idea. You just laughed at and walked out. Like, just, please leave. Like, you know. That's it. Do you think that's the same within the hiring process as well, though? Do you think young people don't get ser taken seriously when they when they apply for jobs? You know, it's like every company is looking for that young apprentice to come through. Ideally, at eighteen, nineteen, with about five, six years experience. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even even when they even when they're looking at apprenticeships, though, the only reason they they get given an opportunity as an apprentice is there are government grants and, and yeah. government incentives to take apprentices on. But they're also only giving young people an opportunity in in a field that they think is almost low risk. Low risk, that's oh. a very good way to Do you know say. what I mean? There's there's no like yeah. you look at you look at a um you look at any big business, would they would they take a risk with um bringing in like a an an apprentice in in their economics division or their finance division or, or anything like that. They don't. They yeah, they say, tend to be on like, the entry level stuff. <coughs> it's but like I think get me a grad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get me a grad. It's yeah, the apprentice is the for yeah, yeah. No, for I, the low, I, I know for what the low you mean. Risk, yeah, low yeah, for risk, the low risk type, low risk, low impact, potentially higher business. return. Yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a tough one because. I mean, we've seen it. We've interviewed um, not just apprentices, but young people. And we ask them the same questions in the interview process all the time, right? Which is, like, all right, what are you motivated by? Mm. And every time we hear the following sentence, we both always look at each other and sort of smirk because Mine. it's the same. No, I would love someone to say that because I like the honesty. Mm. But it's always, I just want to be a success. Wow. 
And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I just <laughs> mm. want to be a success. What's a success to you? And then it filters into, you know, it breaks into an entire conversation around what is success and why they feel like, you know, that the, they need to be a success. And mm. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people miss because it's sort of like, oh, you know, it's very easy to be like, yeah, well, he's come from a broken home and he's gone into like dealing and or whatever, or, you know, whatever it is he shouldn't be doing. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. But have you ever asked him why? What, what What's that person looking for? Because we interview people who haven't gone into um, that route and ended up on the road, but they also say the same thing. I just want to be a success. Hmm. And I'm like, quantify that. Well, what the fuck is success? And, because on mm. paper, you could go, yeah, I just want to be a success like you guys because you guys have got your own car and you've got your house and you've got this and you've got that. And we would sit there and like, we had this conversation the other day. Like, that to me is not success. I'm just like, fucking this, that's, that's hassle. <laughs> I, I, these are liabilities. Like, I don't, I don't see this as success anymore. I see this as a liability. But is, is that not because there are so many variables now within success? Yeah. Because th- there's an argument that if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, right? Work. <laughs> And and if if you're if you're into music or sport or whatever and you're doing that and you're you're loving it then it actually is that not success if you're driven by by um, assets and you buy houses and cars and all that sort of stuff and that's what you wanted to achieve that's a success so I think you you, you touched on it right at the start which is individually we need to understand what these what what these kind of young people are are, are looking for. But one one thing I wanted to touch on was you obviously started your business quite young, straight out of uni, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you get taken seriously then? How did you look at mm. at the banking um, providers, the investors, or kind of whoever it was that you needed in terms of um, office support and infrastructure? And infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. How did you get them to take you seriously? Well, I didn't really. I just I just said to myself, even if nobody helps me. I'm going to continue doing it like because I feel it because that's the key theme which I want to touch upon is a lot of people don't they don't know who they are and obviously the importance of that is if you know who you are you know the direction you want to take for example me I was always passionate about music and then I studied media so for me to merge the two together was a no-brainer and then from there I was like doesn't matter how many other things I start in the future or all the other ventures that I'll have. Because like you said as well, that this generation is, you know, driven by like the side hustle culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very, very good and positive, you know. Oh, do you? I think so because, oh, okay. you know, side hustles doesn't necessarily have to have negative connotation to it behind it. You know, there's a lot of, you know, self-help slash success books you know, which talk about having multiple streams of income. You know, mm-hmm. if you guys read Money or Think and Grow Rich, books like that, you know, they constantly encourage you to be like, cool, this part of your time, you'll dedicate for this hustle, but then you develop another hustle which will cover for your hobbies, for example, and then the next hustle will cover for your family holidays, etc. And it just teaches you, you know, practically of the blueprint of how to create a positive habits which lead towards the success, the financial rewards that come back. Interesting. And now going back to me, you know, I've started Ray Sessions, you know, the music production platform. You know, it was very hard to be taken seriously as a young entrepreneur. I was very fortunate that in my final year where I f- actually knuckled down at uni, 
because a lot of the time these days when people go uni, they go for fun. I did as well, and I, I'm not ashamed to admit it, because you know what? I feel like these days, one of the issues is that people, young people, they grow up too quick. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to have fun. They don't have time to actually let loose and be themselves. Because if you're authentic with your true selves, that's when you find out yourself. You know that you don't want to take no bullshit. You know you want to just... Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I, I actually think the opposite. Mm. I think I think young people today stay young for a lot longer. Because... I think it depends on the metric, doesn't it? That's it. That's it, it depends on the metric. Because if you think, is staying young, young... Still living at home, working a just a just a job that's not a career, and like the things that we were told, you know what I mean. Like, if me and you were still living at home, working in a mobile phone shop, we'd be like, yeah, we're still kids, aren't we? Fucking hell, mm-hmm. right? But does that translate into this generation now? I don't think so. But like, I, I think the metrics changed. The measuring sticks different. I think the maturity level is different as well, though. Yeah. Mm. Because you, as a young person, found your niche really early, right? Yes. And, and you grew up. And it's like, right, this is what I want to achieve, and I'm going to go and do it. The maturity level now seems to be, I'm going to try this for a few months. And if I don't like it, I'll try something else. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like that, I'll try something. There's always a, a, an easy out, which is, I'm going, to, I'm going to try something different. And you're almost resetting the clock every single time. Whereas... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas the commitment, yeah, doesn't exist, does it? There's, there's a. It's not a case. But then, is that is that down to immaturity, or is that actually down to maturity? Because how many people stick to a dead end job because they feel like they have no other choice? Is it not a mature thing to do to be able to stop something? Right, stop. You know, like they, they, in investment, right? They say if an investment is going bad, pull out. Don't stick in it. That's that's one hundred and one, right? So, okay, I started this job and three weeks into it, I'm like, this is shit. I don't want to be here. This is fucking crap. But why I hate is it, this. But why is it shit, though? No, no for, for whatever reason it could be, right? But, but it, this is crap. I want to go do something else. This isn't me. That, that takes a certain level of maturity, some could argue, because there's others and, and, and previous generations and our parents um, probably fall into that. Well, I know mine do, where they'll just, no, 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 they'll keep going, they'll keep going, they'll keep going because they feel they have to because, you know, I'm growing up now and uh, I have to carry on and they'll eat shit and like the taste of it day after day after day because but, that's what they were told that that was what they were supposed to do. So this, it's a tough one because I, uh, I almost tip my hat to those that are like, nah, this is shit, I'm doing something else. But I suppose it comes down to, I mean, look, if, if, you're, if you're like me, right, I didn't go to uni, I all but bombed most of my GCSEs, right? And I come out of, of kind of the, the education system with with no qualifications and no real vocation to be able to go do anything. Mm-hmm. What what was my saving grace is that after after the army I fell into sales. And and my idea of success was to to be at the kind of the upper echelons of, of my field, whether that was in in mobile phone sales, car sales, recruitment, whatever it is, I always wanted to be at that at that number one spot, mm. and that to me was was defined as success. But I also had a sense of responsibility that, well, look, I'm not just going to be sitting there, hand out, looking at my parents, the the government, whatever <laughs> social system I can, to be able to earn a crust, or look at look at turning to a love crime, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, crime is going to make me uh, get me to pay now. So what it comes down to is is 
there's a level of maturity that, that I think you need to be able to commit yourself to something like what you did. Because at the end of the day, you could have done your, your degree, you could have done, uh, you could have started race sessions and six months down the line, nobody's taking you seriously as a young entrepreneur. Yeah, you're like, just let's go do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah forget then, it. Do you know what? I know, road. Yeah. yeah, I know enough people. I can go and, I can go and do whatever, whatever walk of life you want to go into. You could go and work in a warehouse. That's it. Do whatever mm. you want, right? But there, there's a level of commitment and maturity that comes with that. <coughs> Whereas I think if you were to look at, if you're prepared to just knock it on the head after six months because something isn't shit or something's shit and you don't like it, that to me is immature. Because it's like, okay, well, why is it shit? Well, because mm. I've, I've got to stand in front of customers all day and smile and leave my shit at the door and, and, and serve them and do whatever I need to do. Okay. But what else can you do? Have you given yourself something else to do? Have you looked at a passion mm. project? Have you looked at any of the other bits that you could? It's almost an expectation to be motivated by somebody rather than choosing to motivate yourself. And I think that therein lies the underpinning issue, which is why, why do people like us struggle to motivate the younger generation? And that's because we didn't need to be motivated. Mm. We were motivated. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. Yeah, so we were, we, we, we were, yeah. We, we were motivated. We were self-motivated because we had, whether it was the right thing or not, or whether it was in the long term what we'd look back at and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm still motivated, motivated by those same things. Yeah, we were motivated by, yeah, when we, we learned to drive at 17, the minute we got our fucking provisionals and we were allowed to drive, we fucking learned to yeah. drive. How many young kids don't know how to drive at the moment, right? You know, the, and then the number of stuff that we've had that have worked here that are sub-25 that couldn't drive. And we're like, that's so weird. Like, that, that's bizarre to us, you know? We bought our houses in our like, early 20s. Early 20s, yeah. But then is that because we could, you know? Yeah, I think money has such a huge impact because, like, back a day, the prices weren't as high as now. Yeah. The inflation and even the cost of, like, getting a car maintaining a car yeah, yeah the cost of you know the but we didn't give a shit about that this. I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you now i would say as soon as i got my car 60 to 70 percent of my my money that i earned at that time would go on my car yeah and i don't care because it was my car i can drive where i want i agree i want to go to manchester i'm gonna to go to manchester i agree and you know what i mean beautiful. like just it didn't matter to us but i think that this is where i think this is my kind of disparity with that hustle side hustle culture that i don't mm. like which is, I think it's it's contributed to the short attention span. The try something for three weeks and bung it in because, oh, this is shit, I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. Because it's so easy to start and stop side cultures. And I can, yeah, yeah I'm sure of, of the people that walk through your door and do sessions with you, there are people that have tried Amazon, like FBA businesses, drop shipping mm -hmm. websites, you know, oh, I'm going to try and start, I'm going to start a clothing brand. Uh, I'm going to, make t-shirts i'm gonna get a heat press and make t-shirts because mm. it's all the same shit like you your your generation aren't the only ones that see these tiktoks and stuff we see it as well only the difference is that the younger generation see these kind of side hustles 10 side hustles that will make you like your first meal and all the rest of it and you guys are like motivated by it we look at it and laugh and go this is fucking ridiculous like they're, they're trying to like they're trying to push this narrative of you can be rich like that because you just can't Right, you, you just got people like Andrew Tate and that who's selling this Hustlers University oh, yeah, bullshit yeah, and all that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like there is, there is no shortcut to for success to, like, for yeah. hard work. Well, that, that that's yeah. what it comes down to. That's true. And the problem is that you're one of few people in your generation who 
who isn't prepared to blame their environment about why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas there are so many more people who, and, and, and in fact, that's unfair to young people because actually, even even in our generation, I mean, one of the biggest bits of advice we ever got, and, and it's the best advice I've ever had in my life, which was, what could you have done differently to change the outcome, right? And that's that's what, what we, we pretty much ran the entire business mm. off, right? Which yeah, is, what could I'm we have sure. done differently to change the outcome? And people even at, at our generation, when you ask them that question, they're like, oh, but this person did this, or <coughs> the wind was blowing in a different direction, and the weather was wrong, or this had happened, that happened. And it's really easy to blame everything else rather than look at, okay, those things I couldn't control. The controllables that I had, what, what could I do with that Agency, information? How taking can, accountability. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. not a lot of people take accountability in this day and age, and that's what separates, you know, the people that excel and people that just fall in a in a loop. So I don't think there's enough people educating the the younger generation, right? There's um <clears throat> there's a really it's a really famous kind of New York Times comic strip, um, and it's you've, it's it's basically it's a kind of homeless person that like a a drunk mm. sat there, um, and then there's like a on on contrast in the other picture there's like your, your typical traditional businessman right business briefcase and all mm-hmm. the rest of it and somebody asks them oh how come you ended up why are you like that and the drunk homeless person says because my father was an alcoholic and then the same question gets asked to the successful businessman and he says because my father was an alcoholic and it's like two sides of the coin exactly right there's just not enough people going yes your environment shit Yes, the economy's bad. Yes, the likelihood is you won't buy a house until you're in your late 30s, early 40s. Yes, career options are getting less and less. Yes, it'd be nice to make a, have a side hustle, but statistically speaking, it's not going to work out for you. That is the case. However, you still got to do it. You still got to motivate yourself. You still got to get up and go to work and you got to make something of yourself because that's just the way it because is. It's just right? not, yeah, because that's just the way it is. You don't have to go and end up on road. You don't have to go and commit a crime. You don't have to do those things. No. That's a choice. You're choosing the, You're choosing that option. Just like not doing it is a choice. 100%. I, mean, I just think there's not enough, there's just not enough people that are kind of educating this gener- this lost generation of people that are kind of but, like, what the fuck do we do? Does, is that then because when we had it, we had youth workers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, we, we had people constantly telling us these things. But there are youth workers now as well. Well, let me just say one thing. But they're overworked. I believe what, was it Bill Gates who said it like, it's not your fault if you're born poor, mm-hmm. but it's your fault if you die poor. Mm-hmm. Because it's the choices that you make, which touches upon exactly what you said. Now, you said about um, there's no youth workers. I mean, personally, like, I'm involved in some doing work for the third sector and there are wonderful organisations here in Coventry doing third sector work, providing opportunities for young people. Mm. Same in Birmingham as well. So you're talking more regional level and those organisations, like, they've got big tasks at hand, you know, dealing with, like you said, the disparity between the new generation and the old generation and also with the introduction of technologies and accessibility of those technologies to mm-hmm. young people which essentially means that they're pre-programmed from an early age where it's like the mold is still molding and you could just you know mold it however you want it yeah. and the influence that just 
passes through those devices, you know, shapes those people who those devices want them to be, you know, pigeonholed in a category in a box. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, my, my son does. I've got, I've got a 13, nearly 14 year old son. And I mean, do you remember the first time he played pool? Yeah. He was like, yeah, he came in. <laughs> the blind pure, faith and arrogance. Pure cocksure himself. Was like, so Dad, funny. I'm going to smash you up, Paul. I'm going to smash you. Never played pool. Never picked up a pool cue in his life. I'm going to smash you up, Paul. <laughs> Couldn't even, couldn't even hold the, couldn't hold the cue. Didn't even know what to do yeah. with it, right? But just had because, blind faith in it. Yeah, oh, because be, he yeah. saw videos of like people playing pool and stuff. Like, I could do that. I could do it. Doesn't look that hard. It doesn't look that hard. And and this is the thing. It it's the one thing that he has really kind of honed his skill on is his artwork. He's really really good at art, and he's mm. really good at drawing. But he he spent hours. He's at that point now where he'll do like a six hour drawing, and he'll he'll break that down over like mm. three stages of of two hours at a time and stuff like that. But social media has told him that he can play pool. He can just pick up a, a pool cue and start playing pool. Social media has told him that he can... Look, recently, he, um, he tried to, to mod his PlayStation... Did I tell you about this? No. <laughs> so he tried to... You know about the statement. <laughs> <laughs> so he tried to mod his um, PlayStation controller. He's got a PS5, right? Right. Saw this video, and the guy's literally like, unscrew the back, take this bit out, add these bits in, screw it back in, job done. Unscrews it, does it... Breaks one of the ribbons that's at the back of it. Oh, totally yeah. fucks the controller. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oh fucking hell!" Starts kicking off, starts throwing a fit. And I'm like, "What made you think you could do that?" So when I saw this video, I was like, "Right." And how long's the video? It's like 15 seconds. Right. So people study electrical engineering for years, right? And you're gonna look at a 15 second video and become an electrical engineer, and overnight just like be like, "Yeah, that's it. I know. I'm gonna fix it." So it's it's kind of it's that influence and that kind of almost a cheat code, I suppose, that these influencers everyone's are looking given. for the quick win, aren't they? Mm. Everyone's looking for the quick result. <laughs> but the difference is you're oh, talking about youth workers in like Coventry and Birmingham. Yeah, but look at it like gym and, and like well-being messages, right? <coughs> it went from when we were younger to you know you'd go to the gym and like don't expect to see any results in the first however many weeks and this that and the other. Now you got like do calisthenics, you'll start you'll start cutting by the end within, of September. You're yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. By the end of September, you're going to have a six pack, and it's like this is this is the world we're in now. They want quick results. They want, like, so, do, I want to just that, do something and it'd be like, bang, there you go, I've got this money. So is that why young people aren't being taken seriously then in, in business? Because... Naivety, yeah, possibly. Because there, there's a level of naivety and people like me and you and, <clears throat> and, and generations older than us are looking at them thinking, what do you mean you want to be a, a, a finance director or a managing director in the next three years? It's just not yeah. going to happen. Have they got unrealistic expectations? Very much so. Or is it that we've got... We've got unrealistic. Yeah, are we holding them back? Though? Yeah, well, yeah, this is this yeah, is the other yeah. thing, right? Are we putting a lid on on their because we can break through that glass door yeah, as quickly yeah, as they yeah, wanted yeah. to? Are we are we holding them back, or do they have unrealistic expectations? I think the truth <clears throat> lies in the middle because there is a bit of both, like both valid points from my perspective. You know, at one hand, you know, who are you not to dream big? Like, who are you to like put a lid on someone's, on someone's aspirations? Dreams, yeah, absolutely. If you if a young person comes around and says, you know what, I'm going to be the next best rapper coming out of Coventry, who am I to say, no, you're not, mate, you're shit. That would be me crushing a man's dream, a young mm-hmm. person's dream. Mm-hmm. Or saving them the heartache of, of 10 but years. But why of, is it our place to do that, though? Right? It's not. It's we had this conversation about Nathan the other day. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. shit to be fair. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> but we had this conversation about Nathan the other day because mm-hmm. we were like, you know, just think if he had taken our advice six to eight months ago and mm. just gone and got a job just any old job that pays like you know down in a warehouse somewhere or whatever 
Who wouldn't be doing do any of this music. for us? Yeah, and just do the and music. Doing on the side. stuff like this for us has opened up. Like he gets inquiries come through all the time. I saw the videos that you've done. I've saw you. You know, you get mentioned quite a lot in the podcast and all the rest of it. Like, mm. you know, could you do some work for us? Could you do some work for us? But if you'd have just listened to our advice back then, which was, mate, you just need to earn some money now. Just go and get a warehouse job. Just do four on, four off, and you could do your other stuff outside of those hours. Yeah. And if he hadn't stomped his feet and be like, no, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. No, he no. Followed no. his passion, didn't he? Yeah. And it and it worked out for him, right? So there's that argument. But then equally, think about how many there are that it doesn't work out for that end up then going, now I'm in a situation where I need a quick fix of money. So I'm going to go and do the easy thing. So how many <clears throat> fail stories are there in comparison for success stories? Yeah, no idea. Do you know what I mean? It's literally that, like, it's beautiful to see that, for example, Nathan stomped his feet and said no I'm going to do this and it's working for him because it's beautiful to see that you know a man pursuing his dream his passion mm -hmm. is you know taking accountability for his own actions yeah, yeah. and being able to you know get from A to B to C and so on have a clear direction what he wants to do because what it builds self-confidence in his own thinking and that is priceless mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's what young people should do but then there's also the argument that you had about having realistic expectation, not like expecting results overnight. You know, for example, in music, they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Mm -hmm. Without that 10 years of struggle, <laughs> yeah. you can't be an yeah, overnight yeah, yeah, sensation yeah. on social media. And that's no, what young people don't That's the bit what people don't see, though, don't they? But you know, they don't see any of that. Pokemon they see Go the, became the a really immediate... big thing, didn't it? Like, what was it, two, three years ago, whatever it was? <clears throat> I was like six that, years bro. ago. But yeah, yeah, it's nearly ten Seven, years. It's gone up to like ten okay, years. Yeah. But Pokemon Go... Pokemon Go. <laughs> but, but the point is, though, that became a thing, and people are like, oh, fucking hell, Pokemon Go is a thing now, and that, like, that, that, that guy's overnight become a success. Um, but what they didn't see was that that was in development for, like, 10, 15 years. And they didn't see the hard... Same as, like, mm. Facebook. Facebook was in development for fucking... Okay, yeah, it blew the way it did, but it was in development for a lot longer than right, the no. film suggests, and it was in development for a lot longer But that's not than, what people focus on, though, No, right? people focus on social, Facebook was there yeah, one day, and then it... think about social platforms now and stuff like that, there's, like, measurement um, graphs and stuff that are out there that, that I mean, Nathan would be able to bring it up, and it's, like, um, the platform and how long it took to get to its first 10 million users. And it's, like, you know... Like Facebook took so many months and Twitter took so many months and LinkedIn took so many months and then it gets up to ChatGPT and like and ChatGPT got to 10 million users in like four days. And that's the shit that we, we pedal out as successful. But what it doesn't show well, what you don't see is ChatGPT has well, actually been in development for over 15 years. It's a large language learning model that has been fed data for decades. Yeah. And like it's taken absolutely ages before it was even released. But we never ever seem to focus on the how do we get to this point. What we always seem to focus on is the oh look how, how quickly this happens. But go, go, go back to your, happens, right? your health and wellness thing, right? People focus on the bodybuilder with the six pack and the yeah, fucking yeah. massive chest, but what they don't see is the amount of time he spent in the gym or she spent in the gym. The 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 attention the, the to nutrition, and the yeah, yeah. the sacrifice, the stuff she had to say no to or he had to say no yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that's so true. It's like. I have the pleasure to train one of my friends who recently did his first uh, male um, physique, men's physique show. Mm. And for me to see it firsthand, the dedication, the, you know, um, discipline he's enjoyed on himself is is just beyond belief. Metal. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry, I can't go out too <clears throat> tough because, you know, I haven't got the energy. Like, cutting on the food, you know, going gym and you have no energy, you only have certain meals. 
and <coughs> calories like per week leading to the show mm-hmm. and yeah, the then I seen him to, go from to, like big big to like bit thin thin but ridiculously ripped cut, and yeah. I see like the way it impacted him as a person that like, he was struggling mm. I seen like the way that you know two months ago he would just go like this no problem that I seen uh, uh, and just seeing that made me realise like the levels, the discipline, what people don't see because they just see no. But this is the bit that people don't show. That rip guy. You only show the end result. Oh, here he is, fucking hell, yeah, yeah. yeah, That happened a lot. It's the same with all all athletes and all sports stars and musicians and and kind of people who are at the elite level in their field. Yeah, people people don't see like they look at someone like Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo and they're like, oh yeah, but they're just god given talent. Yeah, of course, some of it is talent, absolutely. But everybody that's ever trained with Cristiano Ronaldo will say that he's he's a workhorse. Yeah, Yeah. first one on the training field, last one to leave. He's he looks after himself and in terms of his health, his well being, he does everything he can to prolong his his career and, Mm -hmm. and and achieve what he's achieved. Same as Messi, same as like the 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 biggest rappers and the biggest musicians and artists in the world. That then says that the answer sits with us and our generation then, right? Because it's our marketing teams and it's our PR teams that are not showing the journey. We're only showing the the, the success metric, right? So we're sitting here as um, millennials and older going, why can't we motivate Gen Z? Why are Gen Z so focused on being successful and not seeing the hard work? Why are Gen Z so lazy? Why are Gen Z like this? Why are Gen Z like that? And the answer is, it's our own fucking making. Because we're the ones sitting there banging on about, oh yeah, look at look at how quickly our, our, our platform got to so many users. Oh, look at how quickly we launched this to the market. Look at what we did here. Look at what we did there. We're the ones flashing them with success, 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 success. And then we're like, what do you mean you want success? Does you not know the hard work? Well, you're not talking about the hard work. You're not doing the story of the hard work. Mm. You're not, you're not giving, giving people visibility on that. All you're doing is showing them the end product and getting them to wow over that. And then you're getting annoyed when all they want is the end product and they don't give a shit about the journey. You haven't spoke about the journey. You haven't told them about the journey. You haven't you haven't shown any form of interest in that. All you've shown them is, is them on the stage or them, like, you know, w- whatever it might be. The right? accolades, the awards. The, the accolades, the yeah. awards, all that sort of stuff. That's the shit you're shouting about. And then you're getting frustrated at the fact that that's what they want. Well, you've been giving them that. So you've been feeding them, you've been feeding the monster the whole time. You know what, guys? I'm very impressed with how reflective you guys are. You know, you, you both of you should give well, us a be pat right. on the shoulder <laughs> because, you know, not everybody could be as reflective yeah, as well, you guys just yeah. demonstrating now. Like, it's we, impressive from my point of view. We got the ego. I think to, it's because, like, certainly for me, I don't want to talk for you, but for me, it's because I've got two little girls and I don't want them to, like, just have a shit upbringing and have a shit experience when they're in their formative years when they're older. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I like to understand about that mindset and that psyche because, like, I want to be able to relate and understand rather than sit there and dictate to them, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Like, I need to be able to understand, well, what are you going through? Why are you, why are you so bothered about the end result? Well, that's because, actually, uh, our job as the generation before was to show you the journey and we didn't show you the journey all we showed you was the end product and then we got annoyed at the fact that all you wanted to do was be the end product and that's you know very like like I said I'm just impressed that you guys could be so reflective because <coughs> Simon Sinek did a talk um, a few years back um, where he, he was talking you know who Simon Sinek is? no he's, he's a really big kind of marketing and self-help kind of guy um, okay. really knows his stuff um, and he 
he said that the 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 upcoming generation, the the Gen Zs and kind of that 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 generation, they um, the size of that flask cracks me up. It's massive, <laughs> all right. They um they want to be at the top of the mountain. Yeah. As soon as they can, but they have no idea how to get there because we've not told them how to. We've not showed them how to. Right, to take Ed Sheeran. But no, you talk about no, but why they want to be at the top of the mountain though? Because that's all we're showing them. No, no, but why do they want to? But why do they want to be there? Because we're putting that in glitz and glamour. Mm. Why does? Uh, why did when we were younger? Why did we want to be footballers? Because all you saw on telly was footballers, and footballers were doing everything, and they were starting that that whole kind of like you know the the, the wag culture and stuff was starting to come out. Mm. Why do all the the next generation want to be YouTubers? Because that's all they're seeing. Mr. Beast is giving away fucking hundred million pounds out of his fucking back pocket to just any random stranger who rocks up, and they're like, "I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to have that kind of that fuck you money," because that's <laughs> what we're showing up. You know, this fucking cunt over here managed to earn two hundred million dollars playing Fortnite. I want to play Fortnite and earn two hundred million dollars. Fucking who's that kid? Um, but do you know what I mean? Like that's all we're showing them. Yeah, who's that, who's that six-year-old kid who reviewed toys in his book? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. On like, and out, like the the other one. What the Roma and Diana? Oh my god! If I have to watch another one of those episodes, but Anya and Elsie all my kids ever want to do. My girls are like, oh, daddy, can we get a camera and set it up and just record me and Anaya playing? I'm like, why? Because then we can put it on YouTube and then we can make lots of money and then we don't have to go to school. And I'm like, that's all you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. Of course you want that. Because that's what you're seeing. If we were talking more about the journey and showing people the hard work and the graft, think Rocky. Not Our generation didn't watch a Rocky movie and be like, mm. yeah, Sylvester Stallone or Rocky Balboa was just a naturally an gifted athlete that could kick the fuck out of anyone. No, we saw him running and working out and lifting shit and running and getting his ass kicked. Eating eggs. Mm. Eating eggs. We saw the journey. So what did we do? We wanted to replicate the journey. How many times after watching a Rocky film or when you hit listen to that that music, would you be like, yeah, yeah, I want to pump myself up? How many how many people in the 80s and the early 90s were in the gym listening to Eye of the Tiger and things like that? Mm -hmm. They were taking part in the journey. What they weren't doing is ogling over his finished physique like, yeah, I'm going to look like that. I'm going to be Rocky Balboa. How? Oh, I don't Just know. Watch a few more videos. The answer to all our questions around how do we get the most out of Gen Z is Show the journey. Show them the journey. You must sit there and be like, oh, I want to be a success. All right. I can, I can, you, you, what's a success look like? This. All right. Well, let's not talk about that journey. How do you, how do you get to that? How are you going to become a multi-platinum recording artist when you live in Hillfields in Coventry? Mm. Because it's not impossible. The, many, the, many artists possible. have done it. who have come from like literally nothing and made it. But maybe you need to stop focusing on the last platinum album you put out and maybe start researching about how he got there. What did, what did he have to what do? What steps did he take? Well, and more importantly, what did he have to not do? Mm. What well, did he have to walk away from? Uh, Kanye West it. was a geek. Kanye yeah. West was an absolute geek and he would make music for all the big boys yeah. and he'd sit there and constantly, be, hey, Jay, I rap too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cute, cool, man. Yeah, 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 just, just whack, whack a few more tracks on. That's a few more beats. Well, it was good. That was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll do that. I'll do that. But listen to this beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice, cool, man. Yeah. Just another Get beat. on with your job. Get on with your job. Kanye West wasn't uh, very true on the road and all the rest of it. He was nope. a geek. He was an absolute geek. Nor was Jake. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah, good. Yeah. That's something else there. <laughs> so I saw this documentary ages ago, and it was about like uh, up and coming rappers and all that sort of. Stuff. And Jay Z's sister was on there, and she was talking about like what he and when all of his friends were out, she was mm -hmm. like he would be there like music on, looking at the dictionary memorizing words in the dictionary to yeah. increase his vocabulary for him to be the best lyricist that he, he could possibly be and again that's that's the journey 
Yeah. Now you look at him and anything he touches will turn to gold yeah. ultimately, right? But before that, it was like, well, no, no, no. You Joe, who doesn't know who he is, though? Paul in France, in Paris. You seen that clip? It's a guy outside the Louvre in Paris and it's Jay-Z and Beyonce walking past and he's like recording his phone. He's like, who are you? And he looks at him and goes, who are you? He's like, I Paul, who are you? <laughs> it's probably funny because it's probably like, I'm Jay-Z, how do you not know who I am? And he's like, I Paul, who are you? <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. I think people just don't, don't see the journey, do they? People just don't, or don't, or don't, or don't you know, see it. It's not people don't see it. We don't show them. We can, you can say, you, you, we could say people don't see the journey if, again, take Balboa as an example, all we cared about was when he beat Oklahoma Lang or when he beat, like, the, the Russian dude, right? Mm. If all we ever focused on was that, then you could say, no, people aren't seeing the journey. We've shown them the journey, but they're choosing not to see it. But we're not, right? You Forex traders, oh, I did this, I did that, I'm turning this much money into this much money. Okay, how about you show the journey of the ups and downs and the losses mm. and the losses of the losses and then the extra money you had to put in before you went, oh yeah, I took a thousand and I got a hundred thousand out of it. No, but you didn't know, did you? No. But you didn't know. 100%. Because if you did, you would have recorded the whole thing and see, look, every trade I made made a profit. Now you can too. No, you didn't do that. What you're doing is you go in, here was my start, here was my finish, forget about the bit in the middle. Look I at agree. this, I went from there to there. I the more you talk about, and the more we focus on that bit in the middle, the more we can remould the minds of the, the next generation to be more bought into the journey than the actual end result. Because some could argue we're at that end result, and like we said the other day, like you would carry on, I wouldn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because the end result is, it changes. Yeah? Well, well, there you go. The metrics are different for different people. And they change throughout your lifetime, mate. Mm. I can tell you now. We were talking about this the other day. Well, what would you do if you won 100, like, we were 100 mil on the lottery? Mm. And he was like, I'd invest in businesses, I'd invest in this and invest in that. And I was like, I'd just disappear. I'd be on, like, a 40-acre farm somewhere and just get up and just do what I wanted that day. Do the Thanos for climate plan. For on a make a one. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That, that, mate, that, that's, that's perfect. That is perfect. I'd go, I'd pick a few, like, just put a bit of salt in that, just sit down and watch the world, like, just go by. That, to me, is, like, ultimate bliss. But if, you, if, if this me was talking to, like, 20-year-old me, your, like, your what the AD, fuck happened to you? Your ADHD wouldn't let you just sit there. No, no, nothing. no, but that's the point. Right? No, no, but that's the point. I would be like, oh, I'm going to make one of these today. I'm going to learn woodworking. I fancy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, I've never been fishing. I'm gonna go fishing because I can. But, like, that, yeah, but that goal now, that mentality shift that I'm in now, is very different to when I was in my 20s and like early 20s. It was like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna fucking do this, and I'm gonna be the next Bill Gates. And blah, blah, blah. That guy was an idiot. Like, in my. Right, mm. <laughs> like, mm. so. so Ray Sessions, what, what's, the, uh, what, what's the long term plan for you with this then? So. Is to continue growing and providing a platform and opportunity for young artists to be able to showcase their talent, mm -hmm. believe in themselves and create a culture of, you know, supporting each other. Like, for example, last night we had an event and hence my voice is the way it is, you know, give it my all, you know. You're a fanboy <laughs> the whole time, weren't you? Like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. You know. Let's just say that my heart breathes. Good breathes it you know what I'm saying I mm -hmm. feel it and I do it out of love and it's wonderful to see that you know every event that we do gets bigger and better the exposure and most of all imprinting like the positive attributes for example everybody to support each other mm -hmm. doesn't matter like 
For example, you come for the first time and then you jump on the mic because it's an open one of our open mic sessions and, you know... He starts I, singing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I for got example, For example, right? <laughs> and then everybody else in the room is like, you know what? Yeah, just encourage each other. It's encouraging. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. positivity and it builds a community of people. You know what you guys said that this generation doesn't have? I'm trying to build that. Kind build that community that feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know... A lot of times it's easy to say, oh, there's no youth groups anymore. But there are. It's just, are you looking hard enough? Mm. And I was impressed with the way you could reflect because, you know, your generation only shown the success, like the end result, but not the journey. And what does philosophy preach? It's all about the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that's not often, you know, highlighted enough. Mm -hmm. yeah, so what, yeah. um, so... Is it just artists, or do you, do you kind of teach things like um, engineering? Do you, do you teach? Did you, you teach more than just if I wanted to be an artist? Did you oh, it's it's a lot more than that. Obviously, artist is just one mm -hmm. aspect of it. We also, you know, cater for service providers. So if you're an up and coming engineer, videographer, graphic designer, mm -hmm. if you want to get into marketing, you know, social media market marketing, learn about branding. Like we do all this kind of stuff too. And you know, the example being you know, how well we brand ourselves. Mm. We pride ourselves in branding. Like, we've got a house style, a theme, colour theme to our brand, you know. Mm. If you ask me, like, what's the font that you use? I'll tell you. Gibson, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. Every single pro thing that we put out, it's got to have the Gibson font on it. Otherwise, it doesn't have the race session feel. And how many, you know, up-and-coming businesses get have that? You know, one day they have this font, then the next day they have the other font. And it's because a lot of people haven't been taught. So trying to find their lesson. identity and stuff. But equally, and yeah, you're hiring people within your marketing and graphics function that don't get yeah. the concept of brand continuity and building a brand and that kind of thing. So, 100%. Yeah. So actually, if you've got, like, if there's, there's people that are just looking for, you know, not work experience as such, but something to put on their CV. Almost like an internship type yeah, thing. Yeah, your, yours is the perfect kind of platform for that because they can come and offer their services to you and you can introduce them to artists that can pay them, not pay them, come up with some sort of arrangement, but they can then be like, right, well, I've done graphic work and, and <clears throat> PPC and SEO work and content work for mm -hmm. the following artists. And you it's know, a good way to build out your, your portfolio. 100%. Ideally, what I want is, you know, to get some sort of investment to come into money where I could offer some of my, uh, you know, the best create creatives that's within the network contracts. And I could be like, okay, guys, now we could fully focus because, mm -hmm. you know, the reality of the situation is that majority of every single person that I work with, you know, session is not the only thing they do. I'm talking about the service providers and that's the reality. And that's why, you know, the growth is stunt. That's why I have to wait like two years that I built, get by the house and not today because I, you know, I don't come from money, you mm. know, I'm Polish. I came here as an immigrant. I am an immigrant. So for me, I'm very, very grateful to be in a position I'm in. But that's, you know, courtesy of, you know, the mindset I've been imprinted by my parents. And I'm very, mm. very grateful for it. You know, it's like, you have to work hard. Otherwise, you're going to, nobody's going to see who you are. Yeah, because no it's like, anything. I was yeah. below the level because I didn't know how to speak English. I had to learn the language. Then I had to be like, cool, what is it that I actually like? What is it that I want, you know? I felt like I was a flower that was literally just dug out from the roots and just replanted somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It took me years to find my feet. It took me years to understand me as a person. Mm -hmm. And 
that's why I'm very grateful. That's why a lot of things that I do is about giving back because and understanding everybody as an individual, which is a key thing. And doesn't matter because I see potential in anyone. However, I can't do everything. It got, got come from within you. Mm. And that's why I ask everyone, do you really want to do this? For me, like before like the hiring process, for example, you know, I asked them, do you really want to do this? What is it you truly want? Mm. Money aside, yeah. what was it you want to do? What is it that you truly want? And if I hear an answer that's that's real, I'll be like, you know what? This is where you want to go. And then a long time I learn whether that person is telling me the truth or not. Because it's like, if you're telling me you want to be an engineer, but then every single time you get some money from engineering, like you go out on an event and you get waved, you get, you know, you get hammered, etc. And then, you know, you miss out sessions and then you miss opportunities. Then it makes me question if that's truly what you want. Mm. But then on the other hand, what if that person wants to blow some steam first? You know, there's a balance and it makes me question whether that person had, for example, you know, a role model. Mm-hmm. Whether he has a role model that could tell him like, don't do that, that's not wise. If you want to go out, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with going out, but there's a time and place for everything. And it's organizing yourself, isn't it? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like, suck. that's why I just tell, ask them, truly find out what is it they want because I think that's the key mm. and then I'm like fair yeah, yeah right. man so how do people get in touch with you then so if you've got any uh, up and coming uh, engineers artists videographers mm-hmm. graphic designers how do they get in touch with you so we operate on social media under at race under the username race sessions UK mm-hmm. and um, we're on LinkedIn all social media platforms the same at race sessions UK and we have a studio in Fargo Village, Coventry, which is like our headquarters where we operate. Okay, so Brilliant. reaching out to you guys on social media is the best way to do it, yeah? Social media, anywhere, man. We even have a studio phone number where people could call in directly to book sessions. So, okay. yeah. Good, good man. Right, well, thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thank right, you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, Mike. It's been good. Thank you.